Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. This is the Northwest Tank Lines Super Bowl Show. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. Sponsored in part by The Landing Pub and Grill in Ladner, Delaney's OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Wayback Brew Co. in Surrey, and by the West Coast Auto Group. Now from Radio Row at Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, here's Bob the Moj Marjanovic. Welcome to our coverage from Radio Row at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. This, of course, is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show, and we're thrilled to have another action-packed show for you tonight, full of content. And man, oh man, what a day it's been. It's the Moj, Bob Marjanovic. And starting off today, I mean, somehow, someway, we managed to get to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, He had kind of a security detail, if you look at the video on Twitter or Instagram. But we got him talking about Wally Bono, wishing Wally a happy birthday. Wally turned 74 yesterday. Of course, Wally had him in Calgary when he was trying out for the Stampeders. So a lot of fun there. You can check all that out on Instagram and Twitter at The Real Moj. Talk about today's show. It's jam-packed, and the reason it's jam-packed is because we're here. And a big shout-out to all of our sponsors, Northwest Tank Lines, Tom Blaney and his crew, title sponsor. Thank you. AbleAuctions.ca, Jeremy Dodd. Scott Jones, West Coast Auto Group, Ronnie Patterson, The Landing Pub and Grill in Ladner, of course, Speeds Pub as well, Wayback Bruco, Mark Woodall, The Delaney's, OK Tire, Clayton, Brett, Trevor, and of course, Scott Jones and the West Coast Auto Group. So thank you to all of those sponsors. Without them, we're not here. And if we're not here, you don't get this lineup. How about this lineup for tonight? Hour number two, Donovan McNabb, former Eagles quarterback, talking about his ex-coach Andy Reid, also talking about his nephew darnell nurse of the edmonton oilers he watched him play here tuesday night when the oilers lost to the golden knights our good friend ross tucker stops by we tell him the secrets of rick dollywall in vegas and why he is banned from the city chris myers from fox sports we'll talk nfl how about this dan marino nfl hall of famer the legend from the miami dolphins he will be part of that hour two program as well hour number one john runyon Tackle from the Green Bay Packers. What a turnaround they had in the second half of the season. And, man, they could have easily been here. I mean, a lot of people said they should have beat the San Francisco 49ers. Mike Florio from NBC Sports and Pro Football Talk will stop by as well. Coming up next, though, we will talk about UConn football. Why? Because our next guest is a grad of the University of Connecticut, played for the Detroit Lions in the National Football League quarterback there of course a lot of you know him from espn he is dan orlovsky he joins us next right here on the northwest tank line super bowl show northwest tank lines is north america's premier tank truck company northwest hauls more than fifty thousand bulk loads every year safely and on time it's why northwest tank lines is the company others want to be A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. 
Thinking of closing your business but not sure what it's all worth or how to get it sold? Let the experts at Able Auctions help. Able Auctions has helped thousands of BC-based business owners sell their business assets, equipment, and inventories for over 30 years. Recent sales include metal shops, wood shops, construction equipment, vehicle and truck fleets, and a whole lot more. If it's a business with assets, Able Auctions can get it sold. To get your business assets sold, email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ableauctions.ca. Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, it's the Moj, and whenever it comes to tires or meeting those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place, OK Tire and Langley. OK Tire and Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Delaney's OK Tire and Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. Whether it's for the big game on Sunday or any other night, the Ladner Landing Pub and Grill and Speeds Pub in downtown Ladner are the places to be. At the Landing this Sunday, enjoy the game on 13 TVs. Prizes, great food and beverage features all day. At Speeds Pub, don't miss out on a fun outdoor tailgate party with tons of prizes and drink specials. All at the new Dockside Experience in Ladner. Football day or any day, check out Speeds Pub and the Landing in Ladner. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show. Presented in part by Speeds Pub and Ladner, Delaney's OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Wayback Brew Co. in Surrey, and the West Coast Auto Group. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, here's Bob the Moj Marjanovic. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show coming to you from Radio Row. We're at the Mandalay Bay Hotel, of course. It is hosting Radio Row, Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. A man who is covering the game is former NFL quarterback, now working for ESPN, the one and only Dan Orlovsky. Dan, thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you guys. I'm and honored. you know what? We are sitting there talking with one of your guys from ESPN, and we said, hey, we'll, we'll talk UConn football because UConn football has been a haven. Or pardon me, I should say the CFL has been a haven for UConn football. I remember gonna, that a little bit, yeah. I'm going to go through the roll call right now. Can I give you some names first of guys that I think that I played with? Okay. That, that at least played there. I don't know if they're playing anymore. Okay. O'Neal Wilson. Okay. Danny Devereaux. Devereaux, I remember the name. Yep. Larry Taylor. Larry Taylor was in Toronto. Sean Merriman. Merriman was a, S, or a UConn guy. Okay. Uh, gosh, there's another guy. I, I've got some here. Okay, fire This is the away. list on the CFL website. Okay. Martin Bedard. Martin Bedard was the name I was thinking about. Long snapper. Yep. Jeremy Davis, John Delahunt, Vontae Diggs, Omar Fort, Ruben Frank, John Green, Jesse Joseph, Junior Joseph, Alex Mateus, Herjie Maialo, just signed in Hamilton, B.J. McBride, David Pindell, Larry Taylor, Noel Thomas II. Some players. I'm telling you, it's like a haven for you guys. Yeah. Part of it was because when I was at least playing, you know, the, the when you're a smaller program trying to go be bigger programs, you're trying to find kids that are maybe a year or two away from what they're actually going to be, you know, and that was the recruiting that our coaching staff did and the development, and they found kids that, you know, were maybe uh, from Canada and came down and played and, you know, that, that were – overlooked by some of the other schools in the states uh, but that were physically talented and maybe they started playing football later you know or 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 whatnot and and they had the physical tools and 
our coaches did a good job of figuring out. Well, I think a out. lot of times, too, is, you know, you look at size, especially the size factor. If a guy's not big enough to play, say, at a Power 5 school, he'll go to maybe to a smaller school. But those smaller-type speed players play well in the Canadian game, that body type, right? You sure. can be an outside r- rush guy at, say, 235 or 220, whereas in the NFL you might be considered too light, right? Yeah. So those players that you maybe the NFL really doesn't look at because they don't meet certain parameters, those are the guys that kind of – Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. The style right? of the ball is different. Yeah, it's, different. It's, it's It's also funny. We've seen a lot of the elements of the CFL kind of creep its way into the NFL over the yeah. past year or two when it comes to some of the offensive sets and the motions and the pre-snap stuff. Well, you look at some of the coaching staffs, a lot of Canadian influence. I mean, Kingsbury has some Canadian CFL background. Um, Taylor in Cincinnati. I mean, you can go on and on. Yeah. And then, you know, you look at certain staffs, have guys. Marcus Brady just, I believe, got hired by the, the Chargers. Correct. Their passing game coordinator. There's a guy with Canadian experience. So it's interesting seeing kind of some of those things that you see in the CFL migrate to the, uh, to the National Football League. All right, let's get into it. First off. Man, that was impressive at the Pro Bowl skills. Uh, I don't know what Stephen Smith's chirping about. I mean, first off, you got to deal with Stephen, Stephen A. Smith and, like, Mad Dog. I love Dog. I've known him for ages, going back to the 94 Cup Finals between the Canucks and the Rangers. But Stephen A. Smith averaged 1.5 points per game at <laughs> Salem or wherever he played, uh, and he's chirping you? Yeah. Come on, man. I, th- I always say this. The, one of the benefits of playing quarterback as a young kid, obviously high school, college, you're used to people chirping at you. You know, it, it, it came with that position. So I'm used to it. Uh, that was fun last week. You know, I, I, I started to feel bad just because, I, you know, the, the guys that were down there, because everyone's like, you beat all the guys that were down there. First of all, those guys are so much better than I ever was. And second of all, they're all so cool to me, yeah. you know. And so I don't ever want those cats to feel like Orlovsky's trying to one-up us or anything. And I know they probably don't, but I'd never even want to enter into that realm. But, um, you know, for me, I've got I've got triplet 12-year-old boys. And kids are a little different nowadays, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I'm blessed. My kids are great. But they got some friends that like to, to run their mouth a little bit. And, you know, i got to check them at some times. And so that was – for me, it was a little bit like, make sure all your knucklehead friends, you know, like, <laughs> watch that. Do you know that's one of the things you talk to athletes, and it's really hard for them sometimes, is they talk about their careers, and they go, I wish my kids could have seen me in my prime. 100%. Right? You know what I mean? And that's why some guys might stick around a little bit longer, because now when they started, they might have been a newborn. Now the kid's like maybe 8 or 9 or 10. Yep and they get to see dad play at that level, and they actually get to experience him as an athlete. Yeah, I mean, my kids, again, they're great kids, but sometimes they make comments and I just laugh, you know, because a perfect example, one of my sons came home a year ago, and they said, Dad, Mr. Schultz, their gym teacher, he's like, you should see him throw. He could probably throw as good, if not better, than you. And I was just like, jeez, guys. You guys are the dumbest, man. I love you, too. You know, so, yeah, I, I, there is an element. I, I wish, you know, my kids know me way more um, as a person on ESPN than they ever did as a, a professional football player and whatnot. And so, um, you know, I, it, it, that's just the, sometimes the reality of life. But I don't – I was telling this to Mad Dog because Mad Dog, you know, and I had a, you know, a little – three-minute thing this week and whatnot. I told Matt, I don't ever have to justify my career to anybody. No. Like, that's the beautiful thing for me yeah. is I'm maxed out. You know, like, I I, I, I I defied all the odds, and I knew what it takes. So I don't – that's why, like, when people say something, I don't care what you say. Like, I, yeah. I, I did it. 
And they're done now. Yeah. So. Dan Orlovsky from ESPN is our guest for a couple more minutes. Um, take off your ESPN hat if you don't mind for a second. But your former team, the Lions, so close to getting yeah. to this big game. As a former Lion, what did it feel like seeing that game between San Francisco and Detroit? Overjoyed f- for the, the season for Detroit. I was there when we were not good. Yeah. And those fans still, more often than not, hung with you. And you always felt – Two things. One, if they could ever win, this place would be sick. And two, you felt bad that you weren't good enough for them to have the pride of a winning team. So to watch the team win this year was amazing. Watching that game in the first half, you know, I felt Detroit was going to win the game. I felt the game was going to go like the first half did, that they would physically just, hey, here it comes. You can't stop us type of thing. And as the second half started going – it just felt like the third quarter just they got choked out. It was just this snowball. And while there was part of me going, there's so much to be happy about this year, you don't know in this league if you can get back. Mm-hmm. You just don't. You can think you can. Campbell you can talked about that afterwards. You just don't yeah. know. And you sit there and go, my goodness, that might be the best opportunity that group ever has. You don't know. Hope it's not. But And that was the like as happy as you were – you were then ultimately just as sad that, like, yo, you guys were so close and you could have beaten Kansas City. Dan Orlovsky from ESPN, our guest uh, for a couple more minutes. Two questions before we let you go. And, and, man, when I look at the game from any perspective and having coached it at the college level and knowing what you try to do on defense, it's about creating doubt. Sure. Right, I mean, that's the big thing. You can Everyone talks about schemes, this and that, but the bottom line of all those schemes and everything you try to do is you're trying to confuse the opposition. Sure. So how do you create doubt with Patrick Mahomes, number one, and how do you try to create some doubt with Brock Purdy when they're up over that center? Yeah, I think the answer to Patrick is you don't doubt, get Patrick to doubt stuff. You get everybody else to, and you try to make them make, make mistakes. You're not going to fool Patrick. He's seen it all already, you know, and he's, he, he knows people try to st- throw Star Wars at him. So you're trying to con- – like Baltimore had a couple moments where they confused the offensive line a little bit. You confused the back and protection a little bit. There's been moments where teams have been able to confuse the receivers, and that's why they haven't been on the same page. So you're trying to confuse the others more so than Patrick. The thing that you can do to Patrick, it's hard – you got to say, we're going to play this game from the 60 minute, 60th minute forward, not the first minute on. Can we get that game, can you get that game to the 60th minute with your team a chance to win the game? And the only way you do that is you make Patrick play boring, 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 outgrind football. Guys that are over-talented, they don't want to do that. And see if he can make a mistake or see if he can beat a tackle. That's what you can do to him. For Brock, you know, I think the great thing about Brock is – and part in the Shanahan tree in this offense is, like, you get so confident in the play call. That's why so many of these guys, quarterbacks that play in this offense, they're so convicted when they play. Back foot hits the ground, here comes a rip. Uh, Brock Purdy, Tua Tungavailoa, Kirk Cousins, because the plays are so cool and they're so good, and you have such conviction in them. Can can you get him to second-guess what his eyes are telling him? If you can do that, then you got a shot. All right, the one question we ask all our guests, forget about picking a team, this and that, but – What's the big question that you want to see answered on Sunday? What's that one storyline or narrative that Dan Orlovsky looks at and go, man, I wonder how this works out. Yeah, Sunday. is Kyle Shanahan going to go into this game and say, I want to establish the run early? Because if he does that, I think you're setting Brock Purdy up to fail. 
does Kyle Shannon go, you know what, Steve Spagnuolo, defense quarter of Kansas City, I know you want to stop the run, and you're good at it, and I know you guys want to play man coverage. I'm going to take all that. You committing to stop the run with people or pressure, and you being an aggressive defense, and you want to play hands-on man football, and I'm going to hurt you with it early on, and I'm going to run a ton of misdirection. I'm going to run a ton of bootleg. I'm going to get my quarterback out on the perimeter to, how his, to get his athleticism into the game. I'm going to run a ton of pick and rub routes off of that action to get easy throws for him rather than sitting there going I don't want to burden him with this free him up and I'll be very interested to see if Kyle does that Dan great stuff thanks so much for stopping by continued success with ESPN you're killing it and go UConn Huskies thank you sir thank you to Dan Orlovsky from ESPN for paying us a visit here at our broadcast location hey before we get to break got to tell you about Northwest Tank Lines but Tommy says no don't tell him about Northwest Tank Lines we're doing too well how about giving a little love to Big Brothers of Greater Vancouver? Why not? Founded in 1978, Big Brothers of Greater Vancouver works to support child and youth development through volunteer-led mentoring programs. Big Brothers Greater Vancouver's programs pair children with adults to provide mentorship across a variety of fields of the child's life. Kids gain confidence. They do better in school. They do better socially. It's a win-win as the mentors get to see the development of their little brothers. Check it all out. BigBrothersVancouver.com. Quick break on the other side. Why is Bill Belichick not coaching in the NFL? Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk and NBC Sports will tell us why. All that and more coming up right here on the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show. Whether it's for the big game on Sunday or any other night, the Ladner Landing Pub and Grill and Speeds Pub in downtown Ladner are the places to be. At the Landing this Sunday, enjoy the game on 13 TVs. Prizes, great food and beverage features all day. At Speeds Pub, don't miss out on a fun outdoor tailgate party with tons of prizes and drink specials. All at the new Dockside Experience in Ladner. Football day or any day, check out Speeds Pub and the Landing in Ladner. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year, safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. Thinking of closing your business but not sure what it's all worth or how to get it sold? Let the experts at Able Auctions help. Able Auctions has helped thousands of BC-based business owners sell their business assets, equipment, and inventories for over 30 years. Recent sales include metal shops, wood shops, construction equipment, vehicle and truck fleets, and a whole lot more. If it's a business with assets, Able Auctions can get it sold. To get your business assets sold, email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ableauctions.ca. Moj here for my friends at the brand new Wayback Brew Co. in Surrey. In fact, it's Surrey's only craft brewery. Five incredible beers and more to come curated by infamous brewmaster Kevin Ams. Plus, boutique pizza coming soon by Graham Marceau. Seven TVs and surround sound to watch the game on Sunday or any big game. Plus live music and they are dog friendly. And maybe the best of all, Resurrection Spirit cocktails on tap. Check them out. Located south of Highway 10, just off 152nd Street or online at waybackbruco.com This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show presented in part by the Ladner Landing Pub and Grill OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions the West Coast Auto Group and Wayback Bruco in Surrey Now again, here from Radio Row at Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas here's Bob the Moj Marjanovic 
Welcome back to the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show. Coming to you from Radio Row, Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, Super Bowl 58. The Chiefs and the 49ers, our 23rd appearance at Radio Row. And a guy who's been here probably just as much or more is the one and only Mike Florio from NBC, NBC Sports and Pro Football Talk. And probably one of our most expensive gets thus far. Because not only did he want one cigar... He wanted, you got the Oliva and you got the Romeo and Juliet. Listen, you don't get anywhere in life without taking what you want. (laughs) And I wanted them both, and I got them both. Hey, you know what? A buddy of mine that I used to work with. You may think you're big, but you can't. I'm scrappy. (laughs) Hey, you're a former lawyer. You can negotiate a good deal. (laughs) A buddy of mine once told me, he said that I worked with his. He says, it's not what you're worth. It's what you negotiate. Yeah, that's right. And you just negotiated a couple, so that's awesome. Hey, all kidding aside, uh, great to have you on board this week. I know we chat often at at Radio Row. Um, How much do you look forward to this week, just having the ability to interact with people face-to-face rather than, you know, being over a TV set or whatever the case may be? It's funny because... Like anything else that is challenging and demanding and different from your routine, I'm very much a creature of my routine. I love my routine. I love my Monday to be the same as it is every other week. I love my Tuesday to be the same. I like to be home. I like to go to my barn and have a little bourbon and have a cigar. I like to be around my dog. I don't like to leave home if I don't have to. So in many respects, I dread this week because it is a major disruption to my routine. Really? It is one week of my life that is forever lost. And as you get, as Jim Harbaugh has said recently, to the point where there are fewer sands in the hourglass, you want to enjoy every moment of every day. So I prefer to be home, and I don't want to come, and I don't want to do this. And then when I get here, it's like, yeah, this is fun. And it's great. Like today, we had nine different guests. And to be able to sit there and talk to Baker Mayfield, and then here comes Derek Brooks, and then here comes Max Crosby, and then there's Dan Marino and Steve Young and Justin Jefferson, and to have a chance to sit and and just have fun and get to know these guys a little bit better and not do the standard same old questions they're going to get a thousand times, just to really try to make them laugh and, and be memorable. That's our goal. We want our interviews of these guys to be memorable to them at a time when they're doing one after another after another. So once we get into it, like it's almost like anything else. You know, once you get a good sweat going, you like it. Yeah. Until you get the sweat going, it's like, I really don't want to do this. Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because that's one of the things we always try to do with the Canadian twist and such. We had Donovan Nab join us. We didn't even talk football. We talked hockey about his nephew, Darnell Nurse, who's part of the Edmonton Oilers, who are on a great run. And for Darnell, he was ecstatic because we didn't have to talk football hardly at all. And that's what you want to do is you want to make it different, right, so people have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, that's right. You try to come up with something that they're not going to hear a thousand other times this day or this week or whatever else they're doing. And that part of it's a challenge, but that part of it is, is enjoyable. And the other thing, too, is you get to the point where – it is exhausting to be on all the time. Yeah, I like to be able to shut it down. We've got a live show tonight at the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook at 5 o'clock where we're going to do our picks for the Super Bowl. Chris Sims and I are going to do it, and we're going to be answering questions, and we're going to be hobnobbing with whoever happens to show up to want to witness the mess that will be our live show. But you got to be on for that. you got to be on for this. you got to be on for that. And it's just hard to be on all the time. When I'm used to... 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern PFT Live on Peacock and Sirius XM 85. And then once 9 o'clock rolls around, I got the rest of the day, except for the days I do radio call-ins. And I do several of them a week. But most of the day, it's just me doing whatever I want to do, posting content at PFT, having my routine, having lunch 
at 12 every day on the clock, taking a little nap in the afternoon, working out when I want to work out. Like, I, I enjoy that routine. I enjoy not having to be on all the time. But by the time we get to the middle of the week, it's like, you know, it is one week out of the year. It is different. And it is fun. Hey, you know what? Speaking of fun, I watched your preview of the conference championship games, and you and Sims were having fun. You're talking about downsizing the farm. He's talking about going into the garage and watching the games. You guys have such fun with that. I mean, it was really, really cool to see. And it was even more fun because I was right on both games, and I think he was wrong on both games. Did he pick the Lions to win? I I think think he might have. Yeah. And I picked the Chiefs to win, and I think he picked the Ravens. Or he picked the – he picked the 49ers to win but cover the spread. I think that was the difference. So that was a good day for me. I was very happy with that. We're very competitive with each other. I've got no desire to bet on sports because, number one, my dad was a bookie and he told me at a young age you can't win, and I still believe that now. You can't win over time. You're going to lose. You may have some short-term dopamine rushes, and that's fine if you like that. If you understand over time, you're going to lose. The best thing you can hope for is to be almost 50-50. That's it. But – he and I get a lot of that dopamine rush from competing with each other and battling each other every week, every season, and that's just that's great because it costs us nothing. And we get paid to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's even better. You're having fun. Mike Florio from NBC Sports and Pro Football Talk is our guest here at Radio Row. I'm going to throw this one to you and make it a little different for you. You've been asked a million questions. You've probably answered them a million times. What's something that Mike Florio – would like to talk about that maybe he's flown under the radar that people really haven't gotten to you about for this either Super Bowl? You, you want to talk about the Super Bowl or you want to talk about issues regarding the league as well well I still don't believe the league is taking the gambling situation seriously enough and when Roger Goodell said in 2012 that if legalized gambling occurs on a widespread basis normal incidents of the game such as fumbles bad snaps, penalties, etc., will fuel speculation, distrust, and allegations of point-shaving or game-fixing. I want to know what they're really going to do to deal with that now that we're in this age of fully bloomed sports betting, 38 states in the District of Columbia, the NFL profiting from it in various different ways, owners permitted to own up to 5% of a sportsbook company. Up to 5%. You think of how big some of these are. 5% yeah. is a major investment in a company like that, whether it's DraftKings or Sportsbook or whatever, or, or, or FanDuel or whatever. Anyway, I feel like that's not being covered enough. I feel like they're, they've been able to manipulate the situation so they don't have to answer the tough questions about it. And here's my concern, and it always has been. Do you feel the NFL is vulnerable, especially when it comes to officials? And we saw that happen in the NBA. Well, here's the thing. I have been inundated with complaints from fans via email, social media, etc. My son is a big believer in this, that things are fixed now. Things are fixed. It's fixed. It's fixed. Now, I don't think the NFL could ever sit down and say, we want the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, so here's our plan for making it happen. Too many people would know about it. Too many people would be floating in the East River by Mm -hmm. the time it was all said and done to keep that secret. But I think that the opportunity is there for one or two people who choose to try to do something, if it is an official, a Tim Donahue type of a person, or if it's just a player who has, for example, let's say it's a running back, and his over-under rushing yards for a game is 74 and a half, and he's got 70. Oh, my hamstring. 
Yeah. I can't play anymore today. Easy way to hit the under. Easy way to hit the under. And those little things could happen, and I don't know what they have in place. All they have in place are the rules against betting and how they enforce the rules against betting. And there's an inherent hypocrisy there. It's do as we say, not as we do. But I just think they have – and what I'm trying to do is get them to be sensitive to it and to spot the problem and fix it before it blows up in the form of a major controversy that hurts everyone and put, results Put in, the stop sign at the intersection before yeah. there's a fatality. And And – Avoid a situation where Congress would create an agency that would have oversight of the NFL and maybe other pro sports to force them to handle information properly. There is a ton of inside information. In the stock world, it's called material non-public information. You go to jail if you trade on inside information on stocks. They need to have clear rules. They need to have strong penalties against people who have access to the information that affects a game and how that information could get misused and end up being manipulated and and leveraged by a gambler into a, a, an unfair inside advantage. Mike Florio is our guest, NBC Sports, of course, Pro Football Talk. Um, one question I wanted to ask Thomas Dimitrov when we had him, and, and I messed up and I forgot about it. I want to throw it your way. Um, why is Bill Belichick not coaching in this league this year? Is it just an issue of control? Originally... I thought there's no way he's not going to get one of these seven jobs other than the Patriots job, which he obviously left. It comes down to, I believe, what Robert Kraft said on the day that they announced the mutual party. Kraft was asked whether or not he gave any consideration to taking Bill Belichick up on his offer to assume less power and stay. Kraft said that's not practical. It would be uncomfortable. It would be awkward because you've got a guy who used to run everything, who now isn't, and somebody else is. How do you interact? How do you coexist? How do you make that work? I think the same thing applies if he goes somewhere else because of what he's been all these years. Let's say the commanders had hired him to be the coach. And I've been told, and I believe this to be true, Josh Harris, the owner of the commanders, wanted Bill Belichick to be the coach, or at least was enamored with the idea. That's the way I heard it. I don't know that he wanted him to be, but he was enamored with the idea, but he understands. I've got Adam Peters who I want to be the GM, who was a lackey in the Patriots organization for six years under Belichick. So when Belichick shows up in his cutoff hoodie and that perpetual scowl and sits down at the first draft meeting and Adam Peters is in charge, is he really in charge? No. Can you ever really be in charge? Like, the guy who ran everything in New England and won six Super Bowls is now the coach and he works for you. Does he really work for you? When it's time to pick a player in round four and you've got a receiver that you found from Marshall and you say, this is the guy I think we should take here, and Belichick goes, Ugh. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So who's really in charge? So I think that's the reality. Until someone is willing to give him the keys and say, drive the car wherever you want, he's not going to have a job. And I think Arthur Blank wanted to do it. And I'd love to know the true story behind what happened with Arthur Blank and Rich McKay to get Bill Belichick to go a different direction. All right. The question I like throwing our guests, I'm not into the predicting game, but I like finding out what intrigues them about the game, the questions they want to see answered. For you, what are those questions? Patrick Mahomes has lost to two quarterbacks during his career in the postseason, Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. Can Brock Purdy be the third? Is Purdy that guy? If Purdy can do it, he's that guy. He joins a club that currently has two guys in it, Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. If Purdy can beat Patrick Mahomes in a postseason game, especially in the Super Bowl, where Mahomes has a chance to go from two to three, and we know Mahomes is 
fixated on getting to seven. He should be. That's what's driving him. You know, and it's great for him to have that goal. Because otherwise, I remember Terry Bradshaw talking about this back in the 70s or in the aftermath of his career. When you climb the mountain and you go back down to the bottom, he would go through like a depression, like, I'm going to climb the same damn mountain again. I just climbed that mountain. Well, I want to do something else. There's no other mountain to climb. That's the mountain, so climb it again. So in his era, there wasn't that same marker that we have now. Tom Brady, seven, go. And I think that that makes it harder for Brock Purdy to do what he would need to do to try to win this thing. And I expect the Chiefs to win, but who knows? It's part of the fun of football. You never know what's going to happen. But I think that Mahomes, keenly aware of his legacy and what it means to get to three. And he gets to three, and we start thinking, uh, he gets to four, and we're like, "Uh uh-oh. Because he's only six years in as Mm -hmm. a starter in the NFL. It's amazing. And he could have had more than two. If his toe wasn't injured in 2020, Super Bowl against the Buccaneers, he could already have three. If the rules were different for overtime or if the coin lands differently in 2018, he could already have four, for crying out loud. If they don't blow the 21-3 lead to the Bengals in advance of Super Bowl 56 against the Rams, he could have five already. It's just amazing, and it makes me think he's going to keep coming back, he's going to keep knocking on the door, he's going to keep winning, and it makes me believe he's determined to get to number three. 11 minutes of Mike Florio, and I never even bothered asking about your fantasy football team and what's no, going on. No, that did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you I'd give you a good spot. I'll keep going if you want. No, Mike, it's all great. We know you've had a, a very They're busy day. They're playing me out. They got the music on to play me out. And, uh, no, no, it's all good. Out. It's, you know, we appreciate He doesn't want to have to give me a third cigar. <laughs> we appreciate you stopping by, and anytime you're in Vancouver, man, I got I love Vancouver. Got tons of cigars. My wife and I went to, I've told you this before, I'm sure. When we got married in 1994, we went to Seattle for a few days, Vancouver for a few days, and then Victoria Island. I love Vancouver. Stanley Park is awesome. One of these days, we're going to go back to Vancouver. Well, when you go back, I'll take you to City Cigar, the largest cigar store in Western Canada, and you can have your fill, baby. I look forward to negotiating with them. (laughs) Hey, Mike, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Big thank you to Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk NBC Sports stopping by giving us his thoughts on a variety of topics. Before we get to break, I'm going to tell you about Able Auctions. Thursday, February 15th, they will sell the contents from three breweries, including a large brew kettle, a canning line, dozens of stainless brew tanks, two, be- two depalletizers, large walk-in cooler, a commercial chiller, a commercial boiler, and a lot more. For more information on this brewery equipment auction, go to ableauctions.ca to get any business assets and equipment sold. Just email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ableauctions.ca. Quick break on the other side. We talk some Packers football. John Runyon, starting tackle for the Packers. We'll talk about their second half resurgence and what to expect from the Green Bay Packers next year. All that and more right here on the Northwest Tank Lines Super Bowl show. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year, safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. 
Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, it's the Moj, and whenever it comes to tires or meeting those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place, OK Tire and Langley. OK Tire and Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Delaney's OK Tire and Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. Moj here for my friends at the brand new Wayback Brew Co. in Surrey. In fact, it's Surrey's only craft brewery. Five incredible beers and more to come curated by infamous brewmaster Kevin Ams. Plus, boutique pizza coming soon by Graham Marceau. Seven TVs and surround sound to watch the game on Sunday or any big game. Plus, live music and they are dog friendly. And maybe the best of all, Resurrection Spirit cocktails on tap. Check them out. Located south of Highway 10, just off 152nd Street or online at waybackbruco.com Hey, it's the Moj. It's just not in the world of sports where having a great roster is important. That's why the West Coast Auto Group has built an all-star roster around their stars. West Coast Toyota, Mazda, Nissan, Kia, and Ford Lincoln get all the headlines, but great defense and role players are just as important. And that's where their famous service comes in. Great service, great selection, great squad. The West Coast Auto Group, just over the bridge in Maple Ridge and at westcoastautogroup.com. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show, presented in part by Speeds Pub in Ladner, Delaney's OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Wayback Brew Co. in Surrey, and the West Coast Auto Group. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, here's Bob the Moj Marjanovic. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show coming to you from Radio Row, Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas, Super Bowl 58. The Chiefs and the 49ers, our 23rd appearance at Radio Row. We keep on rocking and rolling and, of course, bringing you all the content that you desire. And our next guest is a member of the Green Bay Packers, a team. Now, we're going to get into it. They could easily be here. Mm-hmm. He is one of their offensive linemen. Tackle John Runyon Jr. stops by. John, thanks for making time to visit us here. Definitely. Thanks for having me. I always talk about football being a small world, right? I always say it's always one degree of separation, even up in Canada and looking down on the States. And I was looking at you being a Michigan guy. And Shea Patterson, we had I do the play-by-play for the CFL team in Vancouver, the BC Lions. Okay. And we had Shea in camp. He was your quarterback he was. at Michigan. And yeah. now he's in Saskatchewan. And it's funny. they got a veteran there by the name of Trevor Harris. But everyone I talk to in Saskatchewan, I keep hearing, got to give Shea Patterson a chance. Got to give Shea Patterson a chance. Definitely. Right? Yeah, uh, Shea was a phenomenal quarterback when uh, he was at Michigan with me. And, uh, yeah, uh, I heard he's been, you know, doing his thing over there in the Canadian yeah. Football League. And it's fun seeing him still playing and enjoying it. So tell us a little bit about one year here representing one on Radio Road. How much fun are you having? Having a great time. You know, being here in Las Vegas, uh, doing these interviews, you know, putting myself out there. but having a great time. Uh, it's like my third time in Las Vegas. And, uh Unbelievable. I've never done anything like this before, so bouncing around here, seeing what everything's about, it's been really fun so far. Well, I'll tell you what, you know it's more fun? Being in lockdown at a hotel. Yeah, being I'm, in this I'm game. sure that definitely is. You know, I, I've always said this, um, and, you know, talking to players and coaches, a lot of them agreed with me over the years. This is probably the toughest part, isn't it? Because the fact that you're thinking, that should be us, that should be us. Yeah. And then once the Super Bowl's over or the, whatever championship, Everyone's kind of on equal footing again, right? Yeah. And you just kind of move forward. But this is probably the toughest stretch, is it not? Definitely, yeah. Because uh, I felt like 
we were so close, um, you know, our divisional game against the 49ers. I felt like we were kind of winning the game for, you know, three and a half quarters. And uh, I felt like kind of when we needed it most, we weren't able to get it. And 49ers go down and score. And we had an opportunity at the end to, you know, potentially tie the game or, you know, take, take a lead and win it. But that doesn't really happen. And then you kind of see how the 49ers go. And, you know, they pulled off a great win against the Lions. But I felt like we could have given ourselves an opportunity to go, you know, into Detroit for the NFC Championship and uh, potentially play and be in the Super Bowl. But, you know, that's how the NFL works. These margins are so yeah. close. Or there's a lot of ifs. There's a lot of what. Like, there's a lot of what could have happened. And never know. But, you know, it's just how things work out. You know, when you look at how everything kind of transpired and how close you guys were, I'm just thinking to myself, Man, um, it, it could have been there. Yet at the same time, you look at the, the season that you had, particularly the second half. Yeah. You got your offensive line together. You got healthy. You got your running back, Jones, healthy. And you guys, Jordan Love, you know, he, he obviously felt a lot more comfortable with the old line being intact. You guys just took off. You got to feel so good about that moving forward. Definitely. Uh, second half of the season felt like it was completely different from, you know, what we were kind of doing the first half. At one point in the season, we were 2-5, and five, uh not really knowing what direction the season was going to go. And we, we kind of knew that there was going to be some time, some bumps in the road, you know, on the way to us being the team that we kind of envisioned. And we kind of knew that, but, you know, we were kind of getting impatient. We are like, okay, when is this going to happen? Is it going to happen? And uh, we had a very, you know, veteran group, especially on defense and on the offensive side. We have a pretty veteran offensive line. And, you know, Jordan's first-year starter, but he was in his fourth year in the NFL. He's prepared. Uh, running backs, uh, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. You know, besides that, you know, we got really young receivers and young tight end. So we're a lot of talent everywhere. We just had to make sure that it caught up and it started meshing. And I think everybody saw the product of that second half of the season when these games kind of just felt easy. Everybody was having fun. Um, kind of knew going into the game we are going to win. And, uh, that's what, and I'm excited to see, you know, where this goes in the future because – Jordan having that his first year starting, I don't think many other quarterbacks have a you know, first year starting like that. And um, really excited for you know what the future holds for him and for the rest of the Packers. John Runyon well. Jr. is our guest, uh, offensive lineman with the Green Bay Packers. Tell us a little bit about Jordan Love. Tell me something that well, tell us something that we don't know. <sighs> tell you something you don't know about Jordan. Jordan is a pretty quiet guy. Uh, he likes to stay out the way a lot. Um, uh, every time we're going. Like we have O-line dinners on Thursday. He's uh, he's always ordering a spotted cow. He, he loves drinking a spotted cow beer, and I know, I know <laughs> people in Wisconsin will be really proud of him for that. So, you know, I'm going to give him a little bump and you know put him that out there. He, he always appreciates a spotted cow. Beer. Hey, it's, does he give the O-line a lot of love? Like he's taking care of you guys, like buying you dinners. You know, some of these guys they buy watches, boots, whatever, right? Yeah, uh, he's always taking care of us. Uh, you know, whether that is you know buying us dinner or whatever, and. We always make sure we're heard, you know, as an offense, and, you know, that goes up the ladder. And uh, Jordan's always looking out for his guys and, you know, making sure that us, because, you know, we protect him at the end of the day. I'm sure he wants to be on the good terms with us, so he's always taking care of us. John Runyon Jr. is our guest, Green Bay Packers offensive lineman. A um, couple more things before we start talking a little bit about your story, but the one thing that impressed me the most in that game against San Francisco, even though you lost, was how you guys reset because, man, doing what you did to Dallas – you must have come on you know, such an emotional high. and You know what it's like. It's like, hey, enjoy it for a night, whatever. The next day, it's back to business. Yep. And the fact that you guys were able to reset and refocus and, you know, take the 49ers almost to the mat told me a lot about your team and your ability and the, kind of like that pedigree that you have moving forward, that culture. 
Yeah, I mean, we knew going in that 49ers game, you know, whatever we did last week against the Dallas wasn't going to help us beat one of the best teams in the NFL. Like, we're going to have to put in just the same amount of work we did against, you know, the Cowboys that, and potentially even more to pl- uh, play against this 49ers team. And uh, it was a it was a back-and-forth battle, you know, the whole the whole game. I felt like we kind of had the edge for most of it, but you kind of always felt like it was gonna knew, you knew it was going to come down to a play here and there. And, and that's what it ha- that's what it was. And the 49ers had a great drive on offense right when they needed it, and they drove down the field, capped it off with that McCaffrey touchdown, and we had a chance at the end as well. Uh, we had about one, two timeouts to get down there, and you know that's the way it goes in the NFL. These games always come down to that last two minute drive, and that's what makes it so exciting. Hey, you talk about in, you know fortitude and, and having that reset and the ability to refocus and go do your thing, man. I think about you being the son of a you know, John Runyon, guy was in the in the NFL, Pro Bowler, you name it, yeah. Eagles Hall of Fame. And, and I know a lot of kids that the, their dads are famous athletes. And it's tough. It's not easy, man, because everybody expects you to do the same that your dad did. What was that pressure like growing up? Definitely. I, I definitely would say it was difficult, um, especially growing up and playing high school football kind of in the same, like, you know, Philadelphia area as him. Uh People expect a lot of things out of you. They expect you to be this kind of Pro Bowl, All Pro player at the high school level that my dad was, but I'm not. Like I've kind of always grew up. I am my own person, and um, I feel like people kind of seeing the effects of that today. Uh, with, I mean, I'm not comparing me and my father to LeBron James, but LeBron James and his son at uh, USC, and people are kind of feel like they're uh, projecting these like assumptions that they put on Bronny and. Uh, you know, there's just unrealistic. Like, he is his own player. Yeah. I am my own player. And it's difficult. But, you know, once you're able to, to live with that, because I kind of dealt with it for a, a long time, but at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. And, you know, I chose going to the same college that he went to, University of Michigan, and I kind of just at that point accepted it. Um, kind of walking by his All-American picture on the hallway every single day at Michigan. And you kind of feel the, the pressure. It was a kind of a reminder, but it was a good reminder because kind of drives you, right? Yeah, because yeah. people have a lot of expectations for me, but I have a lot more expectations for myself. So it kind of drove me to be my own person, but you know, be better in some places as well. You know, it's interesting reading some some stories and doing some research on you and your dad. And it it doesn't seem like, it, from what I've read, it didn't seem like he was that overbearing guy, and it wasn't the Todd Marinovich, Marv Marinovich scenario where, you know, he's just trying to make his kid into a football player. Yet at the same time, (laughs) I read that. I love that one thing where you, I guess you picked up an opponent or patted him on the butt or something and your dad's like, yeah, we don't do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That was in, uh, I don't know where he found that, but I remember that was specifically, that was like in eighth grade. And, uh, I just, eighth grade was really my first year playing tackle football because my township did it by weight. And I was always bigger and I'd be having to play with kids that were two years older than me. So, uh, I remember my first time playing football in eighth grade, still trying to figure out my body, really. And I'm over there helping kids off the ground, uh, patting, them on the, patting them on the butt. And I remember first thing, like, right when we get in the car, like, I had a good game. But uh, first thing you do when I get in the car, like, I was expecting my dad to be like, good job, like, you scored a touchdown today. And, you know, the first thing you said was, that's that's not how you play football. That's that's not the kind of edge. That's not the kind of player you want to be. And, you know, I understand. I was like, wow, this is, you know, different. And uh, that kind of changed my mindset, kind of changed, you know, the way I looked at the game. And we're out there to have fun, you know, be nice. But, you know, when you're on that field, it's different. It's a different kind of mode you have yeah. to be in. And 
that's how he played and that's what he taught me and like you said he never really was that overbearing uh, person he always wanted me to do what i wanted to do and he's always there along the way to help me and you know the other thing too with offensive linemen i think it's it's a much more cerebral position than your counterparts on the defensive line yeah. i mean the defensive line, I think, is just so much about being aggressive. I mean, offensive line, it's there's a lot of thinking going on. It's rather a more controlled aggression. Does that make sense? Definitely. I'd say offensive line play is more sort of like a dance. It's very very coordinated, very planned. Uh, everything kind of has to fall within the timing of everything yeah. where you're, you're – uh, you're timed up with the quarterback, the running back, the tight ends. You're timed up with everybody as opposed to defensive linemen, like defensive line and defense in general. Like you're playing instinctually. You're firing off the ball. You're playing your assignment on that play, but you're reacting mainly. On offense, you kind of have to think like, okay, this is my job, but if this happens, I got to change and do this. And if this could happen as well, then I got to redirect and go this way. So there's a lot more thinking definitely on the offensive side. All right, before we let you go, um, the one question I'd like to ask our, ask our guests is not necessarily who wins or a pick. I don't want to put you on the spot that way, but you probably have some questions going in this game. Some of the things you're kind of going, hmm, wonder what's going to happen there. What are some of the things you're looking at in this game and wondering how they play out? Yeah, um, been looking at it kind of just the trajectory of the two seasons i feel like they're kind of polar opposites uh 49ers i feel like they started off you know had a really good regular season and you know they kept they maintained that and they ended the season you know obviously uh, the number one seed in the nfc and uh the way they played in the playoffs you know they, they played us they played at the lions it kind of looked you know kind of wishy-washy who, who knows what to expect but uh this is the super bowl and uh, 49ers, kind of, they're kind of up and down the whole. I mean, sorry, the Chiefs, the whole season, they're up and down. Don't know what's happening, but kind of these playoff games, it feels like they've been firing all cylinders. They feel confident, and you know, I, I don't want to, you know, make a pick, throw anybody under the bus, but uh, I think I think both teams are going to be ready at the end of the day, and it's going to be exciting because two. I mean, both teams have great players on both sides of the ball. There's no real weakness. Great having you on board, John. Uh, great success with the Packers. Keep it going. And I look forward to keeping track on it. And who knows, maybe next year we get you at the Riser or at Media Night on Monday night instead of Radio Row. Yeah, you know, we'll see you there. Thanks, John. No worries. Big thank you to John Runyon of the Green Bay Packers for making time out to visit our broadcast location here at Radio Row. All right. Going to tell about Ronnie Patterson and his two pubs out in Ladner. The Ladner Landing. We've got 13 TVs, two large screens, prizes, great features of food and beverage. All day long for your enjoyment. Of course, you'll have the big game on. It's going to be nuts down there. You can also check out Speed's Pub. they got a tailgate party going on with all you can eat. That's right, all you can eat. Tailgate barbecue featuring smoked beef brisket. 30 bucks for all you can eat. Tickets are going fast. Plus, you're going to have tons of prizes as uh, well as some drink specials as well at Speed's Pub out in Ladner. Big thank you to Ronnie Patterson. Hope both those pubs have great days come Sunday. Quick break. Hour number two coming up. It is a monster. Dan Marino, Chris Myers, Ross Tucker, and Donovan McNabb all join us right here on the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. Sponsored in part by The Landing Pub and Grill in Ladner, Delaney's OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Wayback Brew Co. in Surrey, and by the West Coast Auto Group. Now from Radio Row at Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, here's Bob the Moj Marjanovic. Welcome to the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show coming to you from Radio Row, Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas, site of Super Bowl 58 featuring the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Our next guest is a legend that we were lucky enough 
to talk to in San Francisco a few years back, a man mm-hmm. who doesn't need an introduction. Dan uh, Marino. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Dan, you nice to have don't. you on board again. Well, thank you. Yeah. Hey, you know well, what? That was for the Super Bowl out there, the San Francisco one, right? That's yeah. Correct. Yeah, 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 for that, sure. That was great. Um, and by the way, you brought us M&Ms, man. I love your style. Yeah. Like M&Ms, this could, this could sustain us for like about a week. Yes, just only one at a time then. <laughs> I'll get you more if you need them. We can get you more, man. Yeah, so we did a commercial. I did a commercial with M&M's, and uh, it's about almost champions. And that they they made a ring to provide the comfort for the guys that have not won championships. And it's it's kind of cute. It's a, you know, a funny thing. And Bruce Smith's in it, Terrell Owens, and a special guest, Scarlett Johansson. So... She gets a ring, too. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> if she's getting a ring, I'd probably drop down on one knee, but that's just me personally. Yeah, I, I got you. I, I could see that. How much fun was it? It was a lot of fun. You know, yeah. we did it in, uh, we did it in uh, New York, and uh, those guys, well, I know Bruce really well and T.O., and, uh, and Scarlett was outstanding. She was all into it and had a lot of fun with it, and, uh, and basically we're just making fun of the fact that we didn't win a ring. But now we're getting a ring from M&M's. There you go. You know, people bring that up all the time of the career and all that. And I think it's so unfair because it's a team sport. Um, yet at the same time, it, it, you know, I think about what Bill Buckner went through and how the Boston Red Sox fans mm-hmm. kind of forgave him. And after a while, they looked at that body of work and said, this guy's a great player. Right? Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I think, yeah. are we kind of at the stage two now where people look at your career and say, hey, this guy was an outstanding player regardless of the, the, the ring thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it, to, to me, what I did in my career stands on its own. I yeah. don't have to worry about what other people think about it as, as far as that's concerned, as far as, you know, winning a Super Bowl ring. That's the one thing I wanted to win. I, I mean, uh, as much as anybody, I want to know what that felt like, and it just didn't work out. Uh, I feel good about what I accomplished in my career, believe me. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's keeping Dan Marino busy these days? Uh, you know what? I got four grandkids. Uh you know, that, that kind of thing, doing some family stuff, doing a little bit with the team here and there, um, and then doing these corporate stuff that we're doing here for M&M's today. So, and here's the one cool thing, too, is M&M's, if you're here in town, you can go to the store in Vegas, their store, and actually see the ring. Really? Yes. So how much for everybody's out there who's listening, I, I, I'm a, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how much it's worth. How much is a bag worth? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. They never told me how much it's worth, but there are real diamonds in it. So wow. whatever that means. You look at well, this game and you look at the quarterbacks that are in it. I mean, you know, everyone's talking about Mahomes and Purdy and, yeah. you know, how great Mahomes is and whether or not Purdy's going to be able to be the guy to take the 49ers to the promised land. You played the position in the National Football League. I mean, let's talk about Mahomes first. What do you admire about his game? Um, well, his uh, – resilience and, and, and competitiveness to, to win games, to come from behind and, and to play, you know, with adversity. And then with that mental attitude, his ability, just God-given ability to throw the football is, is as good as anybody that's thrown a ball in the NFL. So he can, you know, he could do all those things. And, and uh, he's won before. He's got a lot of confidence. So he's they're going to be hard to beat. You know, the, the one thing about Mahomes, and I've always thought about this, is he going to revolutionize the position? And what I mean now, like maybe 10 years, 20 years from now, you're going to see kids that are going to be so adept at throwing from different slot angles all the time like we see with Patrick. Because I imagine when you first saw this guy throw some football, some of those angles, you're going, like, what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I did some of that. Me personally, not as much because I wasn't running around as much. Yeah. And that's, where he, that's where he gets his, you know, where he could throw those, you know, 
balls off angle and throwing them behind his back, throwing them, you know, across his body. Uh, so, you know, you don't see that. You're seeing that more now and, and, and probably into the future. Uh, he was a baseball player, too. You know, he played yeah. shortstop, so that's all part of it. I played baseball. You know, that's, that's, that's what you learn from that. So he's, uh, he's a pretty special player. What's your assessment of Brock Purdy? You know, I'm pumped up for him because, you know, being the last guy drafted, um, starting quarterback in the Super Bowl, he's uh, – it's a great story. I'd like to see him win, actually, because, you know, Mahomes already won a few. Let's yeah. let's, let's get the young kid in there. And um, and the other thing, a little – I mean, he – he I got it, sent a note that he actually – his dad grew up like a Marino fan. Oh, wow. And they watched film, and that's why he wears 13. So all that oh, good that, stuff going that's on, awesome. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So he can get his real ring, and I'll get my M&M's comfort ring. Hey, you got the ring. I got the M&M's. I'm just happy we got these two yeah, bags here. baby, you're right. Hey, um, you know, when you look at Purdy, is there part of you that just would like to see him win just to silence all the doubters? Because that's all we hear is the yeah buts with but Brock that's every, I mean, but, well, that's what media is. Like, media does that all the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that's part of, part of the job. You bring the questions out there. Yeah, but, well, but he's – He's in the Super Bowl and he's playing, and he's he's brought a team there that's a very good team, and he's part of that. And he, you know what? The the one thing I would just say is, for him, just to understand how important it is to try to take advantage of this opportunity, because you know you might not get it again, even if you're young like him. Yeah, there's a guy by the name of Montana who's become a good friend of ours. And yeah, Joe. I yeah, love Joe, Joe. Joe's going to be man. floating around a, a few times here at Radio Row probably the next couple of days. We always manage to, to get Joe for a few minutes, and one of the things we talked about once was. Man, he goes, if I could play with today's rules. I said, well, how would you do with today's rules? And he just shakes his head, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Think about the fact that the rules are different, that opens up for the passing game, and the fact that you're so protected. Man, I've gone back and watched some stuff on YouTube. You guys in the 80s? Yeah. You know, like every crunched. time you're getting, like, slammed to the turf, and, like, it's yeah, ridiculous. No, yeah, stuff the rules get, are different. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's just – but it's the way the game's evolved, so it's like that's what the rules are. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, but but – Definitely, I probably could have played longer if the yeah. rules were different. Well, the other thing, too, is I would have hate to seen some of the yardage numbers you guys would have put, put oh, up. Yeah, for sure. It, we we just, don't have to prove it, so we could just say anything. Now yeah. So I threw for 6,000 Do you think sometimes that and for a guy that paid the price, as did, as did Joe, um, do you think sometimes it's gone way too much? Because sometimes we see those roughing the quarterback penalties that, man, come on. Like, yeah, it's yeah football there's, some still, right? aren't, there's some of them aren't uh, – they're questionable let's put it that way yeah 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 but i do see the importance of it because you want your star quarterbacks you want them in the game you want them playing because uh that's what the franchise relies on the team relies on them the community everything so i, I can understand why the rules have changed to help them health-wise um last one before we let you a couple more before we let you go uh first off quarterbacks today i don't know how much you watch in the nfl but there's anybody that you really admire or kind of enjoy watching their game um I mean, Lamar, Lamar uh, Jackson is pretty pretty special as far as, uh, you know, what he can do with, you know, and, and, and Mahomes and all those guys. And even then you look differently. You know, our guy, Tua, is, uh, I think has had an incredible year. And he, uh, you know, just at the end of the year, we weren't that healthy. And uh, I, I think it really 
uh, hurt us. And it's not an excuse, but it's an excuse. So. What do you think about the evolution of the position? Because now you're seeing so many much more mobile yeah. quarterbacks. Guys, we talked about Mahomes' different arm angles and all that. Just your thoughts on the evolution. Yeah, well, I mean, it is is getting to be a position where it's better if you can make plays as far as outside the pocket and off-schedule plays. Um, but also, you still got to win from the pocket, too, because they could take you out of that game if they want to, defensive coordinators. Um, but as far as just uh, the overall concept of throwing the ball, now they throw the ball sideways a lot, you know, throwing those quick screens and the and the RPOs, and, and that really wasn't even in our offense at all. It was yeah. all about throwing down the field and, and uh, high-low stretch and things like that, not just dumping it off underneath and seeing if they can run. But I, I could see where the value is because it does work. Um, I don't like asking for predictions, but I do like asking our guests – what are some of the, the questions they want to see answered on Sunday? Some of the things that Dan Marino's looking at in this game and going, hmm, I wonder how this is going to play out. Um, let's see how San Francisco handles their offense, what they're going to do with it, you know, as far as uh, are they going to be very aggressive early on or, or are they going to be more conservative? And I know they love running the football, but that's something I would like to see is, you know, how they're going to handle, you know, what they do offensively against Kansas City. All right, as we let you go, um, what's, what's tougher to decipher? A blitz that maybe you haven't seen previously against the team that you're playing or trying to negotiate your way around Radio Row here with all these tables? This is way harder. <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> I asked Andrew Whitworth the same question. He goes, you know what, at least I knew kind of what was coming. He goes, this is, just, this is, this <laughs> yeah. is the unknown. I uh, know, it's hey, true. Dan, thanks so Take much care, for stopping man. by. Right. This was awesome. Thanks, And uh, continued success. It. Okay. Big thank you to Dan Marino, the Hall of Famer, for stopping by and talking some football with us here at Radio Rose. We've got a break. I've got to tell you about OK Tire. They're more than tires. They've got you covered from, well, top to the tires, a full auto service that protects your warranty. Alignment, brakes, car accessories, oil change, struts. You get the idea, right? The biggest thing is the service that you get from Clayton and Brett Delaney. It's outstanding. That's why I send people there. Hey, you can get your alignments and your brakes done everywhere, but you take Okay, tire service into consideration, it's another level. Okay, tire Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them to book an appointment at 604 530 2545. On the other side, Chris Myers from Fox Sports will stop by. We'll get his take on Super Bowl 58 between the Chiefs and the 49ers. All that and more right here on the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year, safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. Thinking of closing your business but not sure what it's all worth or how to get it sold? Let the experts at Able Auctions help. Able Auctions has helped thousands of BC-based business owners sell their business assets, equipment, and inventories for over 30 years. Recent sales include metal shops, wood shops, construction equipment, vehicle and truck fleets, and a whole lot more. If it's a business with assets, Able Auctions can get it sold. To get your business assets sold, email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ableauctions.ca. 
Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, it's the Moj, and whenever it comes to tires or meeting those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place, OK Tire and Langley. OK Tire and Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Delaney's OK Tire and Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. Whether it's for the big game on Sunday or any other night, the Ladner Landing Pub and Grill and Speeds Pub in downtown Ladner are the places to be. At the Landing this Sunday, enjoy the game on 13 TVs. Prizes, great food and beverage features all day. At Speeds Pub, don't miss out on a fun outdoor tailgate party with tons of prizes and drink specials. All at the new Dockside Experience in Ladner. Football day or any day, check out Speeds Pub and the Landing in Ladner. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show. Presented in part by Speeds Pub and Ladner, Delaney's OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Wayback Brew Co. in Surrey, and the West Coast Auto Group. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, here's Bob the Moj Marjanovic. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show. Coming to you from Radio Row in... Las Vegas, Nevada. We're at Mandalay Bay, the convention center here, and of course our 23rd year at Radio Row, and this year the big game features the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 58. Every time we're at Radio Row, this gentleman always makes time to join us. To me, he's one of the most underrated broadcasters slash sportscasters <laughs> in the game. He can do it all, play-by-play, color, sidelines, interviewing, you name it. Chris Myers. Chris from Fox Sports joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. It's good to see you again. Thanks for that nice introduction. And you, 23 years in a row. That's, you know, guys come, they go. <laughs> you're consistent. That's amazing. That you're, and, 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 and thankfully, did you think 23 years ago that we would be in Las Vegas for ah. a Super Bowl and they would have an NFL team along with other professional teams? Anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's good to see I talk about this all the time, Chris. It's crazy. It's just, you know, you look at the fact that we used to come to this game five, ten years ago, whatever, Radio Row. Um, hey, I want to find out the odds in the game. I'm using the NFL Wi-Fi. Access to site denied, <laughs> blocked, whatever, right? And now you've got FanDuel sets. You've got, you know, DraftKings. You name it. It's just crazy how it's all turned. It's something to watch. And even uh, Radio Row is really kind of uh, media row with podcasts yeah. and streaming, which is a good thing. I mean, we're we're progressing. And uh, the NFL, this game, I, you know, it just keeps getting bigger. It almost no, it doesn't matter who's playing it. It's always going to get a great audience. It's always going to be usually it's an outstanding game. There's always great storylines. And, and look, Vegas is the place for the big show, and this is the biggest show in sports, so how appropriate. I, I got to admit, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, uh, Radio Row kind of took a dip. Yeah, the pandemic, COVID. yeah. This is probably the, the biggest, biggest it's been since. Yeah. Yeah. And then New Orleans next year, when Fox has the Super Bowl, I, I expect it to have a good comeback then. And what's great about New Orleans, too, is kind of like here with Vegas, that we're, for the first time we're learning but new orleans one of those originals where everything's so close together you can walk from the convention center to hotels to restaurants and be around everything and then get out to practices so and that's a good thing because the the super bowl is one thing the game itself but i've enjoyed even when i'm not i'm not working the game for fox this as a cbs game this year but the week up is fun if fans want to come and spend time and and then head home and watch they don't have a ticket watch it on tv how much different is it for you say when you're working for fox covering the game compared to now where here you are just kind of 
doing yeah, your thing. Chatting and hanging out with single old friends. Uh, it's different because you get access to the – you have to go to practices for the, both of the teams, even if you're doing – I did the uh, Chiefs sideline in the Super Bowl down in Miami when they rallied and beat the 49ers, and, and, and Aaron Andrews had the 49ers. And so you go with, with the it – then it was Troy Aikman, Joe Buck. We would go to one – we get access that people don't have with one team and then another, and, and then you're also, you know, getting some production meetings. So you have to – it's a work week instead of here, which is kind of a fun week. There's some work that, that I'm doing, but uh, moderating, hosting, that type of thing. But it's just good seeing people and being around the game. So, yeah, it's very different. I mean, you really when – you're, when you're on the game, you got to be – over-prepare as a sideline reporter. You know, you only get to use about 90% of what you have, and then things come up that you're not used to uh, that you have to report on or maybe that you're not expected, I should say, whether it's an injury or the lights go out in the Superdome or those kinds of things. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I know with the lines, the difference between doing the sidelines and the play-by-play, can have a lot more fun on the road when I'm doing the sidelines yeah, yes. compared to the yes. play-by-play. No. Yeah, you can pa- you pace yourself a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah we'll leave it at that. Hey, um... <laughs> <laughs> Next year, Tom Brady joins Fox Sports. Um, yeah. You've had the opportunity to sit down with them. I imagine over the years at certain uh, sessions, media sessions that you have with Fox. How do you think he's going to do as a broadcaster? Well, he, uh, he's done everything all out, whether it's been playing the position, uh, earning his way as a Hall of Fame quarterback, winning Super Bowls, and even in business, if you look at some of the things that he's done. So he's very smart. Reminds me, you know, watching Troy Aikman, uh, as he retired with the Cowboy, he was even doing the World Football League, practicing in the offseason mm-hmm. to prepare himself for it. Brady is is working, uh, you know, nothing like the game, just like when you practice. So he's but he's working on practice sessions. He's put himself in position to study. He's called out to the right people. He's in good hands with our Fox production people in terms of they're going to make sure that he has all he needs and he's comfortable. So I think he'll be fine. I, I, the one thing I, you know, if you see Tom Brady, like, let's say he's on the pregame show. You, you see him, you hear him. It's different. One thing all broadcasters, and I've done, you know, I worked with John Lynch before he became a GM and did some games. The, the voice has to cut through the crowd when you're not seeing the face. You know, you see the, the announcers mm-hmm. uh, when they come on the camera and halftime once in a while in the booth, and, I, and we'll probably see more of Tom Brady than most announcers because you want to see him because he's Tom Brady as good as he is. So he knows the game. It's his voice cutting through the crowd, him being as enthusiastic and natural as he – and he has been in certain meetings. When you talk to him about football, he's got a terrific personality. He's got a sense of humor. Uh, He's one of the guys. Uh, But, you know, he probably sees five things on a play when we're seeing that one thing, and he's going to have to pick that most important thing and fit it in between the snap right of the ball and the play-by-play man uh, who is Kevin Burkhardt in this case and 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 bring out that best point uh, crisply and as naturally as he can but again the voice cutting through uh, so you have to project and you don't want to be yelling but you, but you've got to, it's a little bit different than just talking on a pregame show Chris Myers is our guest of course for many years with Fox Sports um, you know I was talking to Nate Burleson from CBS at their media veil and one of the things that we talked about and we kind of both agreed upon I never played at the NFL or CFL level, but I did coach collegiately in Canada. I played collegiately. I said, you know what? I, I treat game day now as our game. Yeah. And Nate says it's the same thing for him. It's like that entire week of prep comes into that last, you know, 24 hours or three-hour broadcast that you have. And I think of Brady, I, I think of just the way he's set 
he's going to treat that as a game for him exactly. each and every week. Yeah, you'll prepare, and then, but the hardest part, and then is just like in a game, you know, he could adjust whether the defense was blitzing yeah. or dropping, you know, eight into coverage. Or, and so as an announcer, you'll have to adjust. You, you, you expect a high-scoring game, and you got all these great nuggets and notes on the offense, but the defense is dominating, so you, you adjust. And I, I think he'll see that, read that with the production staff he has around him, and, and I think that'll be fine. But that, that's a great point about the game is the thing. Don't force what you thought should be in the game just because the week before, you, you know, leading in, oh, I like this, I'm going to get this in. No, if the game doesn't dictate that, you know, that works, then then don't go there. And I do want to say this about Nate Burleson because uh, a credit to him, I remember Seattle and then, of course, Minnesota, he, he uh, when I was a sideline reporter <clears throat> and he was down on the field before a game, he would come up to me and I'd ask him about, hey, you're returning punts, what about the gloves, what about the weather? I'd get, And then he would ask things about broadcasting. This is while he was still playing. Oh, wow. And they were sharp questions questions about hey what kind of information you know and what you know what how do you have to how do you, how do you fit in in those quick 30 second windows and it was just more than than an average player I'm like you're still a young guy what, you know you're planning he's eh, it's in the back of my mind kind of thing and so I'm not surprised at all that he's had the kind of success but if you start early like in anything and you and then you transition and you know you're going to do that you start to think that way and he's he's been a, a success well beyond just sports and I'm happy for him Chris I always talk about this and you've been around this game this business, never mind football, but <laughs> sports in general for all these years. Um, I say when you're around this long, you don't root for teams, you root for people. Yes. Is that the case, perhaps, with the 49ers and John Lynch? You mentioned working with him in the past. Yeah, and you try to, you know, you're unbiased since we're not calling the game. Yeah. But, but there are people, like Brock Purdy, that's a great story. I mean, and you know, just like with Andy Reid, when he hadn't won a Super Bowl, there was a sentimental. John Elway, when you go back, when he had all those tries, you know, he's like, finally, then he gets through and then he wins a couple and, and retires. So you're, you're calling the game, but if you're not in the flow of it, if you're not the network broadcast, you have to detach yourself when you are doing that. You can still have emotion and, and still have compassion, but you can't you can't let that bias show. Uh, in this case, you know, Kyle Shanahan, you know, he's been close. He's, I think the guy's well-deserving of, of getting a Super Bowl, just like I thought Andy Reid was long before he got his first one with Mahomes, and it was an honor for me to be there in that moment. His wife comes in in the post-game interview, and Mahomes comes over. It was just, you know, it's, it's, it's a moment that will live with me for, for, for a long time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, these are, you know, and the Chiefs are a great organization, and the 49ers are well, uh, with, are as well, with John Lynch in that front office. Him and Kyle Shanahan have worked so well together uh, that they're, you know, that's how they put this team here. They built this team. Very quickly, I know we're short on time, yeah. but you talk about, it just reminded me of a story about Brady. And we've been talking about Brady, and you talk about a moment that will live in time. So my very first Super well, second Super Bowl, New England beats the Rams, Superdome in New Orleans. I try to get Brady after the game. He says, hey, i got to do some TV. And I just want to get him for like two, three minutes, one-on-one, right? Big story back home. And it was different then. I'm talking 20 years ago, right? So Brady says, you know what? i got to do. Then he leaves. He goes, hey, man, i got to take a shot. Can we do it when I come out? So literally, we're, I'm, it's like an hour later. And we're walking across the field with about 10 of the yellow jackets, the security guys. And we're walking from the end zone. And I'm interviewing him. Probably like, you know, three, four questions. Probably about a minute, minute and a half, whatever it was. But it was Tom Brady one-on-one after he won the Super Bowl, right? No big. I mean, a couple years later, I see him in Seattle. I'm like, hey, Tom. I go, introduce myself. I go, and for me, it was one of those moments, right? I go, do you remember that moment in New Orleans after the game when you guys won the Super Bowl and we did the interview? 
No, nah, man, everything was a blur that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just okay. like, you're talking one of those moments that you'll remember. It meant that. a lot to you. <laughs> For him, it was just, well, no, that's how I feel, you know, when he, we came back against Atlanta yeah. in that Super Bowl. It's probably, the guy was trained physically, yeah. emotionally. Uh, it's their moment, and uh, you're, you're happy when guys uh, at least, uh, you know, make it to that point and, and are able to talk hey, very about quickly, it. you got to pick. Uh, I'm leading Niners, 24-20, I think a low-scoring first half. I think the offensive skill positions, how many more they have. It's you know it's tough to go against Mahomes. He's the best there is right now, not yet surpassing Brady career-wise, but maybe one day he will. Chris, great stuff. Always a treat talking with you and continued success with Fox. Yeah, it's great seeing you again. Let's go for another 24-25. There All we right. go, baby. I'm in. <laughs> Always a treat talking to Chris Myers from Fox Sports. As we go to break, I'll tell you about Wayback Brewing, Mark Woodall and his crew. Surrey's only craft brewery located off of Highway 10 and 152nd Street there. Five incredible beers and more to come by the infamous brewmaster himself, Kevin Ems. Got boutique pizza coming soon by Graham Marceau. They got a 70 dinners type vibe there. Retro California design with private space upstairs. Large patio. For the spring, they got fire pits, live music, dog-friendly, seven TVs, surround sound for all the big games, and they have Resurrection Spirits cocktails on tap. It's a great spot to catch the big game. All right, short break on the other side. Ross Tucker is going to join us, and we'll tell Ross why Rick Dollywall is banned from the city limits of Las Vegas. All that and more right here in the Northwest Tank Lines Super Bowl show. Whether it's for the big game on Sunday or any other night, the Ladner Landing Pub and Grill and Speeds Pub in downtown Ladner are the places to be. At the Landing this Sunday, enjoy the game on 13 TVs. Prizes, great food and beverage features all day. At Speeds Pub, don't miss out on a fun outdoor tailgate party with tons of prizes and drink specials. All at the new Dockside Experience in Ladner. Football day or any day, check out Speeds Pub and the Landing in Ladner. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year, safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. Thinking of closing your business but not sure what it's all worth or how to get it sold? Let the experts at Able Auctions help. Able Auctions has helped thousands of BC-based business owners sell their business assets, equipment, and inventories for over 30 years. Recent sales include metal shops, wood shops, construction equipment, vehicle and truck fleets, and a whole lot more. If it's a business with assets, Able Auctions can get it sold. To get your business assets sold, email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ableauctions.ca. Moj here for my friends at the brand new Wayback Brew Co. in Surrey. In fact, it's Surrey's only craft brewery. Five incredible beers and more to come curated by infamous brewmaster Kevin Ems. Plus, boutique pizza coming soon by Graham Marceau. Seven TVs and surround sound to watch the game on Sunday or any big game. Plus live music and they are dog friendly. And maybe the best of all, Resurrection Spirit cocktails on tap. Check them out. Located south of Highway 10, just off 152nd Street or online at waybackbruco.com 
This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show. Presented in part by the Ladner Landing Pub and Grill, OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, the West Coast Auto Group, and Wayback Brew Co. in Surrey. Now again, here from Radio Row at Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, here's Bob the Moj Marjanovic. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show. We are coming to you from Radio Row at Mandalay Bay Hotel, Super Bowl 58. Between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, our 23rd time at Radio Row, and it's always a treat seeing this guy face-to-face, the one and only Russ, Ross Tucker. You know him, man. Ross Tucker, NFL podcast. He's got his college podcast, NFL handicapping podcast. Even money, it's called. Even money, yeah. I like the ring. Thank you, Canadian College Championship. Taylor always bugs me about it. Um, I was given to it because I was an alumni and kind of supported the thing, and I didn't, like, play Although I did play it. It's funny. I played at UBC and coached at UBC for the Guess longest. Guess what? Princeton, Princeton has sent me a couple Ivy League championship rings. Yeah, there you go. And I wear them when I do like a speech. Yeah. Or something. You know what's funny? I just thought of this. Friday night, I have my wife's daddy-daughter dance. My uh-huh. wife's. No, my kids, my girl's daddy-daughter dance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock. I'm going to rock my, uh, there you my go. championship ring to the daddy-daughter there dance. There you go. Show all the other daddies up. Hey, speaking of Dollywell, have you got him signed up for MyFrontPageStory.com? No, but he should be. I mean, how can he not be? Taylor. It Taylor's is. got so much disposable income, he should buy it for Dollywell and Is himself. that right? Tell me about those guys. Oh, hey, they're still working. I'm doing TV. They're TV stars now. I'm what channel is it? I don't even know what it's on. Check TV. What is Check TV? Vancouver Island. And it's seen in the Vancouver market as well. I mean, they have a pretty good audience because I get emails from people and stuff. All they want me to do is make fun of Rick. Yeah. They're like, you didn't. I'll get an email. You didn't make fun of Rick today once. Ask Dolly Wall about Vegas and why he's banned from City of Vegas. You ever hear the story? No. 6 a.m. update. He'd been drinking till four. Tried doing the update, and it was just a mess. Uh, absolute mess. What update? On the radio? Yeah, like when he was doing updates for us. We did like a big client thing down here, right? <laughs> and there's actually, if you Google it, you can probably find it online where he's like trying to do the update and he's just like, it's a complete wipeout. It's amazing. Yeah, so ask Dollywell, tell me about the update from Vegas at 6 in the morning. <laughs> I will. I think I only have one more with those guys next week after the Super Bowl. I will, I will gladly do if that. If I can find it on YouTube, I will send it to you. It's good to see you in person, man. Yeah, it's always fun. How's everything you. going uh, up good. in BC? Good, good. Doing the play-by-play for the Lions, and that's still a lot of fun. And have a great time working with my, my crew and Julio Caravetta. I should say our crew, Julio Caravetta, our producer, Mike Whittingham. Nick Kowalski here is our Lions videographer. So nice. It's a lot of fun, yeah. Hey, of all the questions you faced on Radio Row and here in Vegas, um, i got to say probably – the question that you were stumped by, the one that you had no answer for, was the other night at media night at Allegiant Stadium when I asked you about the X Factor. <laughs> Dude, you would not believe how much heat I took for that. It was like people were like, what a dumb question. Tucker just <laughs> ripped you. And I'm like, guys, we're friends. It's all in good fun. <laughs> no, it's not. He ripped you. I'm like, no, it's all good. It, it all is in good fun. And you're not the only person that asked that question. You're just, it's funny. The more you know somebody, the longer you know somebody, the more you're likely to bust their chops about a question like that. So, uh, no, I, I think X Factor is a fine question. 
I think there. I think it's like a, <laughs> like a. I guess lazy question is what I would say. It would be like uh, the question I would ask if I didn't have like a real question. To ask. But you know the, what you I, know I like mean? though? It gives you a wide berth. You can you know talk about That's whatever true. you want from there. That's I'm true. I'm not pigeonholing you. Now you can go off and talk about whatever you want. Because you know, as a guest, sometimes people want to talk about stuff, and you're like, no, I really want to get into this. This is the the focus. You know, and my thing is, I go on shows now, and I just start asking them questions. Because I'm not really interested in the stuff I already know uh-huh. or talking about me. Like, I'm interested in more in, like, British Columbia and Vancouver. And are are they – is there a lot of anti-Niners fans because they no. like the Hawks? No. I, I I would say no. There are a lot of Niner fans in Vancouver because you got to realize the Seahawks weren't that good with a certain generation and kids grew up watching Montana and stuff. So there are a ton of 40 I – mean, you go to Seattle for a 49er game. Man, it's it's there's tons of 49ers. That's fans. interesting. Yeah. Well, they I know this. They travel very well to a lot of places. That's for sure. Think it's going to make a difference come Sunday. One team might have a bit of an advantage with the crowd. Well, you and I were both at opening night, and there were certainly a lot. I mean, a lot more Niners fans at opening night than Chiefs fans. There has to be a little bit of fatigue, I would think, for Chiefs fans at this point. I mean, obviously they're loving it, and it's the dynasty and whatever, but. If you paid to go to the Super Bowl last year, are you going to make sure you pay these exorbitant prices to come out this year? I, I just think that that's probably unlikely. I think you're more likely to have, you know, the Niners fans, because they have, they've only been twice since whatever it is, the 90s, I guess, right? When mm-hmm. The Niners is just 2019, and, and this year they haven't yeah, gone they had any the Ravens, time. The Ravens game in New Oh, Orleans, no, you're right, 2012. Right? With 2019, but they also haven't won one. Yeah. So, you know, these Niner fans, are they're clamoring for a Super Bowl, especially with everyone else having success. Ross Tucker is our guest, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Ross Tucker Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports Podcast, Ross Tucker College Draft Podcast, and the Ross Tucker Even Money Podcast. Ross Tucker gets mentioned a lot, like, in your branding. That's good. Like uh, that. Yeah, you know what? It's like a Google search thing, I think. <laughs> I even did Ross Tucker Football Podcast so that, like, if you Googled football podcast, it would come up. Or if you searched on Apple Podcast or iTunes or whatever. Hey, let me throw this because you played this position in the National Football League. And I talked to Tim Ryan, 49ers. Love Tim Ryan. Great guy. Uh, it's funny because we hadn't talked in years. I talked to him when he was with the 49ers. And then he went to network. And then I hadn't talked to him since he's gone back. And uh, I saw him the other night. I had to kind of tough recognizing because he had a ponytail going on yeah 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 he says he's gonna cut it if the 49ers win but i asked him i said give me one story about the 49ers that people aren't talking about he said the old line would you agree yeah i think that's fair i think especially considering they lost mcglinchy in free agency i think they've done a pretty good job now i think the last couple games been a little bit dicey in pass pro at least on the right side of the offensive line with McKivitz and Feliciano. But I think overall, like, here's the thing, man. They're not really paying any of those guys other than Trent Williams. I mean, think about that. Like, Trent Williams, they have Trent Williams and then basically, like, I don't know, I don't want to say journeymen, but four guys that are not considered among the elite or anything like that. It's pretty impressive that they're able to be this productive, you know, top five offense, all those things. Considering what I just said. Yeah, but I mean, that's how you get to this game. You got to find value somewhere, right? And it sounds like San Francisco's getting that value from their O line. 
That's a ter- and the quarterback. That's a terrific point. Yeah. That's actually, write that down. Uh, <laughs> Moj made a good point, which is true. You do have to find value somewhere, and they have found value in the offensive line, not paying all those guys an exorbitant amount. And I think it's because you're right. They're, they're trying to pay linebackers like Fred Warner and Greenlaw, and they're trying to pay a lot of positions. If you can get production from the offensive line, that's valuable. You're an intelligent individual, Ivy Leaguer, as you mentioned, Princeton, home of the Tigers. Did I say that? I didn't oh, say yeah, that. Did. No, I did. Okay. I mean, you're, you're a smart guy. So you know, and plus you played O-line. You know where this game's won and lost. It's lost, won and lost in the trenches. How do you break down the battle of the line of scrimmage with these two teams? So I think earlier in the year I would have said Niners, you know, um, based on how they were playing. I thought the Chiefs' tackles were struggling a little bit. But more recently, I, I kind of think you need to say it's the opposite. I think now you got to say that it's the Chiefs up front. I mean, the Chiefs kind of stoned the Ravens' running attack. Now, the Ravens, I'm still frustrated by that, that they didn't try to run it more or run it the way they had been. So that's a big negative, I would say, for the Ravens. But I would say the Chiefs' D-line has stepped up and played better, and the Chiefs' O-line now – the X factor in that question, Moj, <laughs> is Joe Tooney. He's not going to play. I'd be shocked if he did. Allegretti's a drop-off. Like, with Tooney, they have the best interior trio in the league. Without Tooney, you know, that changes things a little bit. And Allegretti's a decent drop-off. So I'll be curious to see how that unfolds. Before we wrap up with myfrontpagestory.com and Rick's story about Vegas, um, I don't like asking for predictions, but I do like asking. Oh, no, I'll give you one. I don't no, care. no, no, I, I like asking, where's this game going to be won and lost? What are some of the questions you want to see answered come Sunday? And, well, then, and then tell me who wins. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, I think everybody's curious. You know, it's hard to imagine them winning unless Purdy plays well the whole game. He's played well in the last drive against the Packers. The second half against the Lions. He needs to play well for the whole game against the Chiefs. And the way their defense has played this year, I'm just not convinced he's going to be able to do that. I mean, the way the secondary has played for the Chiefs and the way their corners have played, I don't think he'll do that. I think if these teams played ten times, I think the Chiefs would win seven or eight of them. And so this is obviously uh, one of them, you would think. So I'll go 24-20 Chiefs. But who knows? Maybe it'll be one of the two or three games where the Niners will Myfrontpagestory.com. By far the best Valentine's Day gift of all time. People have no idea what to do for Valentine's Day. You talk to one of their writers for 10 minutes while you're driving around British Columbia. Tell them how great your significant other is. It looks like you're looking at it, Moj. It looks Mm -hmm. like it's on the cover of the newspaper. It's framed. It's beautiful. And just to be able to give it to her and say, I want to do something special for you, babe. Had a story written about you. Like that just sounds amazing. Myfrontpagestory.com. Myfrontpagestory.com. Trust me. All right. Before we let you go, let you go. Remember, Dollywall Vegas Sports Update, update. 6 a.m. I got it. I'm on it. Ross, great stuff. Always Always pleasure to see see you. Absolutely, buddy. All right, big thank you to Ross Tucker stopping by, giving us his thoughts on the Super Bowl. And so glad to see Ross and how well he's done. I saw him when he first kind of got into this business, and man, you talk about a star that's taken off. All right, speaking of taking off, how about the West Coast Auto Group? West Coast Mazda, West Coast Nissan, West Coast Toyota, West Coast Kia, and West Coast Ford Lincoln. Just across the bridge in Maple Ridge, Scott Jones and his crew, they got it dialed up. And you know what's the common denominator among all five of those dealerships is the service that you get at each and every one of them. Check it all out. 
at westcoastautogroup.com. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, our final guest of the day, former Eagles quarterback Donovan McNabb, talking some hockey on the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year, safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, it's the Moj, and whenever it comes to tires or meeting those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place, OK Tire and Langley. OK Tire and Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Delaney's OK Tire and Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. Moj here for my friends at the brand new Wayback Brew Co. in Surrey. In fact, it's Surrey's only craft brewery. Five incredible beers and more to come curated by infamous brewmaster Kevin Ams. Plus, boutique pizza coming soon by Graham Marceau. Seven TVs and surround sound to watch the game on Sunday or any big game. Plus, live music and they are dog friendly. And maybe the best of all, Resurrection Spirit cocktails on tap. Check them out. Located south of Highway 10, just off 152nd Street or online at waybackbruco.com Hey, it's the Moj. It's just not in the world of sports where having a great roster is important. That's why the West Coast Auto Group has built an all-star roster around their stars. West Coast Toyota, Mazda, Nissan, Kia, and Ford Lincoln get all the headlines, but great defense and role players are just as important. And that's where their famous service comes in. Great service, great selection, great squad. The West Coast Auto Group, just over the bridge in Maple Ridge and at westcoastautogroup.com. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show, presented in part by Speeds Pub and Ladner, Delaney's OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Wayback Brew Co. in Surrey, and the West Coast Auto Group. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, here's Bob the Moj Marjanovic. You've got it on the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show. We are coming to you from Radio Row, Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas, Super Bowl 58. The Chiefs and the 49ers, uh, our 23rd year. One of those years we were lucky enough to watch this man actually compete in the game. Former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. He's got a podcast going on right now. Donovan McNabb joins us. Yes. Nice to have you aboard again. Oh, so happy. So happy to be here. Let's talk all sports. Let's break it down. Hey, let's talk hockey. Yes. All right. Like, forget you've been talking football all day long. All day. Hey, your nephew. Yes. For people that don't know, Darnell Nurse of the Oilers is your nephew. Your yes. sister is married to. Or well, no, it's my, Richards. My, yeah. Yes. So my. So my sister-in-law is married to Richard. Nurse, yes, that's uh, Kathy. And Darnell plays with the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Kia, his sister, plays with the now Los Angeles Sparks, mm-hmm. the WNBA team here. She was just traded, I think, last week. Um, and then Tamika, which was the oldest, went to Oregon and then went, finished up at Bowling Green, played basketball. So You get a kick watching them in their athletic endeavors? I mean, that's just one set of them. I've got, I've <laughs> you got, got your own. I've got other. No, yeah. I've got other nieces and nephews. My my niece uh, Sarah 
won gold and silver in the Olympics. That's right. Uh, and she's the all-time yeah. Olympic holder, record holder in uh, points. So, I mean, it, it says a lot. And I've been watching hockey. It's funny because growing up in Chicago, we have the Blackhawks, which I still support my Blackhawks. I tell Darnell, um, I cheer for you 90-plus percent of the time until you play the Blackhawks, and then I got to go with my Blackhawks. But um, I really got into hockey because of them. Yeah, and it's funny, and it's we talked. You just mentioned it. It gets me going and excited when I see them have success out there and fulfilling their dream. And I remember when Darnell came to train with me at the age of thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen before the OHL draft, mm-hmm. um, and told me his dreams and what he wanted to do. And and I told him, I said it can happen. And I put him with the right people in Arizona. Uh, there were a few Russian players that were training with me. Uh, that played hockey in the NHL, and they took him under their wing. And it was funny and to watch because here's a 13-year-old, 14-year-old kid, and those guys coming to me and said, he's going to be a star. That's awesome. And I'm like, what? Like, he's 14. Like, he's going to be a star. And here, here we are. I'm at the Super Bowl, and he was just with me last week. He was in Arizona during the All-Star break. Um, brought his family in, and to come here and watch him play, even though, even though they lost. Yeah, Tuesday night, yeah. the streak was on the line, and they wind up losing to the Vegas Golden Knights. Which was, which was playoff atmosphere, yeah. uh, and it was set up for a rematch uh, where it has meaning in the playoffs. And I look forward to watching those two teams compete again. Well, hopefully Vancouver's in the mix. That's where we're from. We were lucky. We got Edmonton at the start of the year when they were really struggling, and then yeah. they wound up firing their coach, and, you know, they've just taken off with their new coaching staff. And right. They've had a great, great season, so a lot of fun watching the Oilers, and yeah, playoffs are going to be interesting, man. Vegas, you know they're going to be there. Edmonton's playing lights out. Vancouver's playing lights out. It's going to be a tough Western Conference. Well, and that's the thing that, that really brings the NHL uh, up there, because it's playing with meaning and so we, you talked about how they started end up firing their coach they bring in a new coach all of a sudden things change uh and just i've gotten a good rapport from from darnell about this new coach and this new staff of what they're allowing them to do and to be free and just kind of have fun and they move the puck very well it's amazing watching them move the puck out there on the ice we had fun at the cbs media conference bill cower i don't know if you know this his son-in-law kevin westgarth was with the carolina hurricanes when they won the cup so wow. Bill followed that team lights out. He did talk about Carolina yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and he follows hockey, and we had fun because J.J. Watt was there. J.J. played hockey till he was like yes, 13, he did. right? Yes, he did. Can you imagine that dude on skates? So the crazy thing was we started talking about all that, and the, the funniest thing was was the fact that Bill said, he told us before, tougher to win. We asked him, he said, it's tougher to win the Stanley Cup than it is to win a Super Bowl. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And that, that's just last night, just watching them play, I mean – Connor McDavid and Drysaddle. I mean, they've had so many, they so many opportunities at goal, and just that far away from from that game being five one. Okay, you're a busy man. Your people are giving us the wrap up signals, so we got to get into the game very quickly here. Okay, the game itself. Two questions. One, Andy Reid, to me, how has he evolved as a coach since you were his quarterback? He's learned how to get to those AFC NFC championships by the way that we approached everything. Now he's understood how to get over the hump. And everything that we kind of struggled with and weren't consistent, he was able to get that cleaned up. Anything specifically? Uh, Maybe a little bit of consistency in practice, a little bit more of accountability, more of 
an attempt to put his quarterback in a better situation to evolve the offense and then to allow his defense with his coordinator to kind of flow. That's what Jim Johnson used to do, and that's what Steve Spignoli is doing. All right, you look at the game itself. I'm not going to ask you for a prediction, but I'll ask you what I ask everyone else. What are the questions you want to see answered? For the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, X's and O's wise. For San Francisco, uh, is it Brock Purdy or is it more of the people around him? Um, can this defense sustain and be able to come out in the first half and play play well? For Kansas City, can they stay on course like they've been? No turnovers, converting on third down, scoring in the red zone. Um, and then for this defense, is it a bend but don't break? Or will Jones be the game breaker on defense getting to Brock Purdy? Got a pick? Kansas City. Me too. I can't go against my I, it, It's like Tom. Uh, it's, you know, even though I played against Tom, but yeah. – it's just when Tom shows up, it's a different different approach. Donovan McNabb, your podcast, people want to pick it up. It's live streaming on Spotify as well as on YouTube. It's under OutKick. It's called The Five Spot. Join me for a little sexy hour. We make sure we, we break a few things down in sports and everything else that's going hey, on. Hey, Vancouver, world. Edmonton in the playoffs, man. Come up to Vancouver. I'll be I, there. I, I got you dialed up. Hopefully it's warmed up a little bit so I don't freeze. <laughs> Donovan, <laughs> thanks for doing this. Thank you. All right, big thank you to Donovan McNabb, former Eagles quarterback, and it was great talking to him about his nephew, Darnell Nurse of the Edmonton Oilers and how much fun he's having following his career. Hey, it's been a monster show today. Dan Orlovsky, Mike Florio, John Runyon, Dan Marino, Chris Myers, Ross Tucker, and the aforementioned Donovan McNabb. hope you've had a great time. Um, if you want more content, visit social media, at The Real Moj on X, at The Real Moj on Instagram, mojonsports.com for all the interviews and if you want to go to YouTube you can check out Moj on Sports as well and a big thank you to the guys that are putting all that stuff together behind the scenes Nick Kowalski our videographer if you haven't checked out X check it out Dwayne the Rock Johnson one on one with yours truly that was a lot of fun and Mike Whittingham the guy that's putting all these interviews together as well the best producer in the business you know what I'm going to tell you before we get out of here do what you got to do people just be safe. CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green, offering up-to-date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media.